This is Dare Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dare Hallmark. My name is Dara. This is a space where I review Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and stuff. And it is Wednesday at the Shores. So we are going to be spending time with our O'Brien family. This is my first time watching Chesapeake Shores. And I am excited to be going through this series, hoping that there is a season six, because I'm already, I'm in it to win it. Season three, like I am invested in this family. I could watch them all day and night, for real. So let's pick up where we left off, episodes three and four of season three. So Jess and Bree are in Maine visiting David's family, and there seems to be a hint at an ulterior motive that David's mom and dad have for bringing Jess to Maine. And I should say this, they are from Boston. Maine is their summer home. <laughs> Hello. Um, they have a dinner where Jess, Bree, David's parents, David, and his sister are around a table. And Jess is beginning to see what David, you know, throughout throughout the course of them staying there, David, I'm sorry, Jess sees the behind the scenes, how David is actually able to run Peck Enterprises, his family business, how he's just this amazing business economics guy. But yet all she knew him as was a chef making bomb quiche. And at this dinner, everything happens at the dinner table. (laughs) David's dad announces who's going to take over the family business. And David for sure thought it was going to be his sister. His sister went to Harvard Business School. She's the queen bee. She, you know, she gets it. However, David's dad appoints David as the CEO the whole table is shook, except for mom, of course. David is just like, are you kidding me? The sister is like, are you serious? Jess looks like she's about to cry and Brie is shook. (laughs) And so that kind of rocks the dynamic for the rest of the trip that we get into for episode four. And in episode four, we find out that David's parents have been Looking into Jess's finances, like they looked into her mortgage, like all of a sudden they wanted to know who this girl was, what else is going on. And the mother is trying to coax Jess to get David to stay in Maine. Like, why don't you stay here with him and, you know, just be a woman of leisure and just be on his arm? And oh, you can run a and b if you want to. Maine, Spain, Paris, it doesn't matter. But let David run the the business she was trying to to me it felt like she was saying that what he was doing was beneath him even though that's what he loves to do that's what we know him as that's who we were introduced as we were introduced to him as this cook someone who loves to cook but they think that that's beneath him because of the wealth of information you know he's an incredible business mind Um, So she tries to coax Jess with this kind of upper crust lifestyle playing croquet or croquette. I'm thinking of crochet, Um, playing croquette or croquet. Oh, gosh, I don't y'all know what I'm talking about. The game with the mallet 
and the and the balls and you got to shoot him through you got to hit him through a little metal thingy and so um she gives her a taste of the high life um gives her these beautiful dresses and then this david's sister gets really close to bray them too i love seeing their relationship um, especially because I know how the story is going to end with season five. Again, I couldn't avoid previews because they were everywhere during the summer when I was reviewing those summer movies. So I know how the story is going to end. So it was it's just cool to see Brie and the sister develop their own relationship. Closer than Jess and the sister, which is interesting. Um, but it was actually David's sister that got, like let the cat out of the bag and gave Brie the book that had all of this background information on Jess. She said, I just wanted to let you know, I found this in my dad's office. Boom, boom, boom. Ouch. I just hit my arm on the wall. <laughs> um, but it, it was a, it was a whole kit and Kabuto. So let's get into Connor and Kevin because the, over the course of these two episodes, Connor is still, Still mad at Kevin for telling him about Danielle. Now, here's the thing, though. In episode three, Connor actually finds out that it was true. I I assumed it was going to be, oh, no, that wasn't my brother's situation. But no, Danielle was actually having dinner with an ex-boyfriend, trying to see if there was something still there. She doesn't even know what she wants yet. Because she says that she likes Connor, but she's not sure. So she's like volleying back and forth. And I think Connor was mad. That made him even more upset that Kevin was right, which I think fueled his anger even more. So they're they're angry for those two episodes. Um, and in the fourth episode, the overarching theme is mixed brother, Uncle Thomas. We'll call him Uncle Thomas. Uncle Thomas and his wife, I believe her name is Robin, they're renewing their vows after 30 years. And so they have this beautiful ceremony in the backyard. And Gran puts Kevin and Connor in task of putting the lights up around the all of the backyard. Like, it's going to be filled with these white Christmas lights. And over the course of them working together, they find, like, Connor realizes, like, yo, I, I you know, he was being angry unnecessarily. Um, and so they kind of make amends, which is cool. Oh, I meant to say there was this cute moment between Jess and Bree in episode three where Jess realizes that... Brie, you know, she didn't need to be mad at Brie. And so she dug into her purse as they were both sitting on the bed and gave her this acute small bottle of olive oil. And Brie was like, olive oil? What's this? And Jess said, I couldn't find a branch. I was like, oh, that was the cutest thing. That's going as my second favorite, like, bed scene between the siblings. My first one is with Brendan, not Brendan, his his character's name is Kevin and Abby, when they were bonding um, in her bedroom over ice cream. I still think that that is the cutest sibling scene ever. So, let's move on to Kevin and Dad. So, in episode three, Kevin and Dad are running the B&B, and Connor and Mom are running Bree's bookstore while they're both away. That's that's only um, particular to episode three. Also in episode three, Gran is... Um, she, you know, there's some tension with the mayor because he's trying to tear down the wishing fountain. 
I don't. I think they're just trying to give Grand something to do. I, I, I didn't really care about that. Now let's get into the thick of it. Abby and Trace. Okay, episode three. Abby and Trace are thriving. Trace, he's putting forth so much effort, spending time with the girls. He bought them boots. He's reading them bedtime stories. He's putting them to bed. He's watching them for an afternoon. But then they have this little, like this this little tiff where he didn't want the girls to play near the ocean or in the ocean because of the high tides. But they really wanted to. And then they said, oh, well, you're not our dad. And so that, you know, that was like a that was a little thing and Abby went up to him and said you know I heard what the girl said and I'm sorry he was like you know it's okay it's a new dynamic the girls have to get adjusted blah 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 but you can tell that the girls really do love Trace like I love seeing their relationship I love how much effort Trace is putting forth like you can really tell he's serious about Abby it's Abby or bust Abby till I die right and so At the end of the episode, um, we find that the girls are going to spend some time with their dad. And that gives Abby some time to go on tour with Trace because Trace is going back on tour. Here's the thing, though, because I don't like that in the beginning of the season, or at least at the end of season two, I felt like they were building up Victor Webster's character, whose name is Douglas. I felt like they were building up Douglas to be kind of a possible almost love triangle love interest for Abby because I I was waiting for Trace to slip up. I was waiting for Abby to be mad at Trace for something because of the way that they set Douglas's character up. And now in season three, episode one, they, they, they killed that right off the, the jump. They were like, oh, there's not going to be nothing there. Even though we know he was giving her googly eyes and he's feeling her. So I'm thinking, is he coming back I he did say the line I hope we cross paths again so I'm thinking is he going to come back I know he's not going to come back in season five but I'm thinking are we going to see more Victor Webster at the end of the season did was it just a cat and mouse between um Abby and Douglas because I'm like you don't dangle a Victor Webster in a series and then don't 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 see it through I just felt cheated I'm like I I totally because Douglas is such a different type of guy for Abby Trace is kind of this really cool chill music guy while Abby I don't want to call her a high strung but she is a type a planner organizer so I can see where Trace brings her balance but I could also see that where um What's the word I want to use? I feel like Douglas's character, you really got to see more of Abby's work. I don't know. I just want to see Douglas and Abby together. <laughs> I want to see an episode where they go on a date, where he's where they're feeling each other. I just really want to I want to see that romance play out. But we will see. So in episode four. Abby and Trace are thriving on the road. She's loving it. You know, they, they're they doing their little flirt sessions or whatever. He's uber romantic. Took her to a museum after hours. Set up a whole wine and cheese thing. It's, it's very romantical. Yeah. Now, here is where 
we call Jenga and everything's about to fall down because towards the end of the episode while they're on a you know just a romantic walk a fan stops Trace to take a picture with him but then she says Abby you can get into the picture too if you want and that's where it's just like hold 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 up how do you know about me because at this point Trace made it very clear and has been keeping strict boundaries with reporters to not include Abby or the girls or anything but what I don't think like they never talk talked about is paparazzi how paparazzi can be following at any point in time because literally even in that well not in that moment I'll talk about that later but the young woman brought up an article where it was a picture of Trace and Abby and the girls um during a point in episode three where that they were taking all these or was it episode two I think it was episode two they were taking all these pictures of them because we saw that a lot through episode two but didn't really see we didn't see anything of it now we do in episode four we now see where all those pictures are going they've gone up and it's it's nice articles like they're not they're not messy they're not you know it's not like celebrity gossip it's just like oh look at Trace and Abby and the family and aren't they cute and all this other stuff and Abby is not here for it Abby is just like I didn't sign up for this what is no 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 so that's a point of tension that we're left with at the end of the fourth episode because now Abby is going back and Trace has three more weeks on the road so when we go into episode five I'm curious to see, A, if Trace is still going to be on tour and is that going to put a strain on, like, if that will put a strain on their relationship because he's away. I want to see then if we're thrusted back into him being on Chesapeake Shores, what's that going to look like? Because the paparazzi are going to continue to follow him the more Trace gains fame. So I don't know what Abby is going to do because the more popular Trace gets, which is what he wants, you know, we we want his career to take off, the more paparazzi there's going to be. And the more Trace is with you, the more you're going to be in the public eye as well with him. So that's, that, that's, that's a thing. Now question for you listeners, would you have a problem dating with someone who was in the public eye in that effect, like dating a music artist? Now, mind you, that music artist doesn't already have to be in the public eye. Let's just say much like Trace, you know, they're hustling, getting their music out there, getting gigs here and there. And then it's like, they finally hit their stride. And so they're starting to gain some notoriety and and with that paparazzi and with that social media blogs would you feel comfortable being in a relationship with someone who was in the limelight like that because I know that's not always um attractive to some people some people don't want to date people who are famous who have celebrity I know not even some celebrities don't even want to date celebrities <laughs> they just want to date normal people this is something that I've thought about because I think I volley back and forth between being okay with someone who is in the public eye but yet I stay in the background however I know that that's unrealistic because of the like what I just described and even what happened in the show but um I just, I think that this would have to be a moment where I would have to actually go through it to know how I would feel and what I would do. Um, I could say I wouldn't mind them being in the limelight again, but I I know for me personally, um, 
it it would be interesting to see what would become of me being attached to that person, especially depending on the space that that person's in. Because I feel like different celebrity circles are different. Like, you could be famous on the Food Network side because not a lot of people... Like, when you're Food Network famous, you're not, like, famous, famous, famous. I'm not talking, like, Bobby Flay Jada. But, like, if you got a show on the Food Network, I still consider you famous. And I think that, like, you're you're famous, but you still hold some anonymity. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still go to the grocery store. You may get a couple people ask for your picture. Boom, boom, boom. It's, It's not that deep. But I wouldn't, I don't know if I would be able to handle someone who's, like, Brad Pitt famous, George Clooney famous, um, Michael B. Jordan famous, um, or anyone else. Like, I don't think I could handle someone on that level. Like, that's, I feel like at that point, privacy is at an all-time low. Because you're con- you're going to be constantly looked at, scrutinized, and and all that. But I'm curious to know what you guys think. Be sure to leave me a voice message. Um, There's a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you were able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. Let me know, do you watch Chesapeake Shores? What do you think about dating and having relationships with people who are in a certain stage of celebrity? Um, Do you like Hallmark? I mean, just talk to me about anything. Well, it's your 60 seconds to have. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I love making this content for you guys. I love talking to you guys about um, these Hallmark movies and TV shows. And speaking of which, uh, yesterday, I shouldn't say yesterday, on Monday, um, I went live on Instagram. So be sure you follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram because I don't save them. And I go live pretty often. Well, not I shouldn't say pretty often. I would say it's averaging once a week that I'm going live. (laughs) Um, But we had a really good conversation about chemistry and what contributes to good chemistry between actors. Who do we think in the Hallmark universe has the best chemistry? And then it, um, the the conversation steered to who I would have good chemistry with. So even if you want to leave a voice message saying, Dara, I think, like, who you think I would have good chemistry with? Because honestly, it's hard for me to say. Um, I f- because I'm still new to the whole Hallmark universe, I feel like it would be hard for me to say who I would have good chemistry with. I feel like you guys, um, whatever. That, that was a really good conversation, though. So please be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. There's a link in the show notes for that. But also, if you want to leave me a voice message, let me know what do you think about chemistry, how important it is to a Hallmark movie, what couples, what Hallmark actors you think have some of the best chemistry that you've seen. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes for you to subscribe to the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel, um, where I post my reviews. So my review for Listen Out for Love is also up on YouTube for you to look at and uh, check out. And lastly, lastly, (laughs) I want to let you guys know that I have a novella that I released called Chasing Wind. And I actually wanted to read to you guys um, because some reviews have come in and I want to read to you guys a review that one of the reviews that I have. Um, 
This one is titled One of the Best Stories I've Read in a While by Stella Pugilis, Pugilisi. Oh, I hope I said that right. Here's her review. It was hard to put this book down because I needed to see what happened next. I love the story and the message the book had to offer. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I loved following Sydney's journey as things start to go her way. I was excited for her, rooting for her, and sometimes disappointed in her. I was completely invested in the character and her friendships. I could love it if there was a continuation one day. This is a must read. Thank you so much, Stella. And like I said, you guys, a link to purchase Chasing Wind is in the show notes. It's a quick, quick read. Uh, I wanted to create like a concentrated moment of escape for you if you are a reader. And even if you're not a reader, but you just need a moment to woosa, <laughs> that book can be your woosa. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow, we are going to be diving into the world of Love Locks. It's a throwback. It's our throwback movie for the week. I have not seen this movie yet, and I'm excited to review it for you guys. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>